This is Brain Fuzz, the art, music and culture podcast with Joe Camusa and Matthew White. You're listening to a live stream recording of Brain Fuzz on site from their residency at the Temporary Arts Centre in Atlanta. It's messier than usual, in a good way. In this episode, Joe and Matthew speak with artist Mark Brotherton about his work, its connection to arcade games, and the specific works on view at the Temporary Arts Centre. Live from the Temporary Arts Centre. Our first conversation, Mark Brotherton. Mark with a C, by the way. That's right. So you've got work that's up right now. Just kind of introduce it if you just want. Sure. I've been working on this series uh, called Kill Screen for about five years now. <clears throat> and uh, I think originally when I first started working, my work dealt with ideas of technology, the future, I don't know, just whatever any young kid might think about when they're dreaming about what, what that means. And uh, for a long time I really pushed sort of the notion of using the same terminology that we may use for computers or programs or, you know, things like that. And so it's sort of a natural evolution to use the idea from uh, arcade games, I guess, if, if like, for example, in Pac-Man or Donkey Kong or one of those arcade games where you uh, were so good that you could actually beat the computer. Yeah. It didn't have enough room to let you continue, so it would just kill you. And it gave you this kill screen. Of course, I was never good enough to do that. I was, I was uh, broke and uh, didn't have enough time to try to beat Pac-Man. But um, I just like the idea that you know, it's sort of like that notion that that the machine always wins, uh-huh. and that there's like, you know, the deck is stacked against you. And um, so, as a young rebellious. Uh, you know, wannabe artist. Those ideas got stuck in there somewhere, and it took me a few years to figure it out. But so now that's sort of like the impetus between or be, behind these uh, paintings. And recently, I came to the idea that <clears throat> uh, kill screen paintings are are probably necessary for the times that we live in. Uh, I still feel like the machine always wins. <laughs> it's uh, not fair. You know, we 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 have to insert coin to continue. Uh, not just with rent and food, but with uh, art supplies and um, any kind of thing that you're passionate about. You always have to pay money to, yeah, to that's true. participate. So I thought that was a, an interesting um, notion to, to use. Um, and I, I think some folks get caught up in the word kill and screen. Uh, so I want to try to push against that a little bit. But ultimately, you know, our culture moves more and more to the screen, to, to technology, uh, to AI, and, and eventually to uh, singularity. So I don't... See, I, I'm oh, feeling oh, like oh, a... Oh, I'm oh. kind of feeling... Like I missed good. it. Because I went very literal and very process. And okay. at the time when I was looking at the way these were made, or the way I think they are made, and I, was, I kept reading it as like, kill screen, you know, it's like, Without glasses, is it like is that screen printing? Is it because yep. it has a little bit of that look, right. the layered slash painting? So is there a kind of a double meaning intended? Oh, there's probably more than just a double meaning, certainly. And yeah, there's a sort of a redaction that happens. Like at a certain point, particularly with the ones here in this show, 
there's sort of a abstract expressionist quality to the one of the layers of paint that I put on. Yeah. And then I'm sort of negating that in a certain way. And I and I like that idea, and that could go into the kill, or into the screen. Um, Negating it, why though? Well, I mean, it's sort of it's sort of um, well, it's like redacting. It's taking parts of it out. Uh, but it has. Is a, it? A, I mean, but are you taking a, a a negative position on that, or is it something? Are you acknowledging mm -hmm. an influence and just saying I needed to move past this? Yeah, I think. Uh, I guess there is sort of a negative. It's 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 a way to push past. It's a way to okay. claim a new future or. You know, just add another layer, uh, update, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but then also, it's like people like they get real upset that I've covered up this beautiful painting. But but really, I think I've made it better because I've I've introduced contradiction. Right. Um, and uh, also, you know, I like to play around with texture and and um, space and things like that. So do I think there's a lot of things. That do happen. you feel like there's Kind of setting this as like a softball question, but I mean, do you feel like there obviously it's just way too much abstraction, or to quote Jerry Saltz, you know, cryptstraction? <laughs> um, well, actually, I think we're in an abstract revolution right now, a second abstract revolution. So I'm going to support the the revolution of abstraction. Yeah, there's oh, too oh. there's too much of all kinds of art, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try for it. There's too much figurative work, too. I mean, there's just... Right, and there's a, a spate of articles right now that Barry Schwabsky, I don't know if you just saw that one, which was a great... Uh, what's wrong with the, the new, like, figurative painting? And it, and I we have a running uh, kind of conversation on, uh, on Brain Fuzz um, that most of the arts journalism seems to be focused... There always has to be something wrong. And, it's, and like, the question is, is it really wrong or is it just your taste? Like, you don't like sure. painting right. versus, yeah. like, what wrong is a weird, subjective. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to be the authoritative decider on my own work. So I guess I leave that up to the viewer to, to take away their own. Where's that line, though? Because you've done a really good job just here giving, giving a, uh, another way to, providing another way to enter the work. Mm -hmm. And, I think your work, you almost have to provide some, enough context, but then to go too far, I can understand why you don't want to go too far with it. Yeah, you know, and it, yeah, there is some of that. Um, I think, you know, we're oversaturated with the digital screen as it is, so, mm -hmm. of course, I'm making a reference to the digital screen, so there is some oversaturation huh. on that, that, uh, that front. But I think ultimately it's going to come down to history, and it'll be a product of the time that it was made. And yeah. you know, I'm not trying to escape that either. Yeah. So you know, in a certain way, you look to the past to point to the future, and um, I guess yeah, I would I would like for my work to be pointing to the future if I if I can. I, I don't know if I've arrived there or not. But you seem to have like a very healthy, you know, outlook, which is like keeping everything open. Yeah. Which is great, you know, instead of, you know, when you see people that are just pissed off <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, like, where do you go from there? It, it, yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm presenting the viewer with, if, if, they, if they know what Kill Screen originally stands for, I'm presenting them with an end at the, at the, as, as, a, as a way to look at the work. It's, it's already at the end. But I really think of these as, like, going past the end, like going further. So beyond the kill screen, uh, which is uh, also a conundrum, because in the the way the arcade games work, you just start back at zero and you 
put your quarters back in and start at the very beginning. Uh, in a certain way, each painting I'm starting back at the beginning because I'm starting with a canvas or whatever I'm starting with. So there's a lot of overlap, and you know you can think that you know this is my game that I'm playing. Right. Uh, this is my you know video game or whatever. People love their screens. Right. You know? They they can't put them down. You can't even talk to people without them having to look at their screen. So I thought, what better thing to use to engage yeah. a viewer, but the thing they love the most. And but it's not that obviously it's a painting, so it's it's sort of shocking right. them back into a reality that is uh, not the thing that they thought it was. So recently, or recent works, within like the last year or so, you were experimenting, um, you know, with what, uh, unstretched canvas mm -hmm. and what might be seen as unconventional hanging techniques in terms sure. of light grommets, and, um, and now these are back, you're stretched, correct? Yeah, yeah I, like to, I like to just, you know, I want to make some big paintings, so sometimes uh, just uh, put out the materials and make them and see what happens. Um, so yeah, I, I try that to be fluid. That was a really nice contradiction, though. Yeah. I thought, you know, again, if you're talking yeah. about the screen and yet and those they look they was very elegantly done. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it did. It draw it drew more attention to the fact that it's on canvas that's rather the, than the handmade. Yeah, I like that that yeah. split between. Uh, you know, again, the handmade versus the or manmade yeah. versus digital. Yes. Um, which again, we're all in our daily lives. Uh, I think dealing with you walk into any coffee shop or you know it's this constant switch between this artisanal handmade and yet then we're on these digital screens yeah, right. and you order everything it super on modern your st right. Starbucks app. That's true. That's so true. And and cut out the uh, human interaction in that moment that you know yeah it just becomes a transaction rather sure. than something that you're. Um, you may have covered this earlier, and I was already, I mean, I was distracted by what I was doing with my technology here. But uh, how, how, what's the word, married are you to a specific moment in, in gaming, let's say? Mm. Is it, are you planning on staying and capturing that one moment, or what, how, where do you go from there? No, I think it was probably just more of a metaphor, uh, yeah. symbolically, mm -hmm. I don't... Uh, I think, you know, games are fun, right? Yeah. So, and we've had games throughout history. So I think it's it's human, just like painting's human, language is human. Uh, so I guess that's how I approach it. I'm not too attached to one particular thing. I've been I've used motifs now a few times. I think that's more just a signifier to sort of activate the painting, so you you yeah. can identify with who that uh, person that made the painting or you know maybe the symbols that you see uh, remind you of, of something that uh, you experience as a child or uh, even architecturally it, yeah there's a lot of play and I, I just I want to reinforce that idea that it's play it I was troubled by the kind of trend the 8-bit thing mm -hmm. for a little while mm -hmm. and the, um, it's sort the, of trendy for well, if you just focus on that, yeah. you know, and, and, and I think, and I've seen this in your work, is that I think it transcends that moment okay. um, for me. And, yeah, it becomes something more than just a commentary or a gee whiz. That was a right. cool period. Yeah. Nostalgia. Right, right. Which is what I think so much of that. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. triggers a nostalgic uh, chord, and some people definitely identify with it. Uh, I think that's a generational thing. I don't know that I was really trying for nostalgia. I, I no. don't. I don't think I was. But I was probably somewhere 
and I mean, nostalgia is a hard thing to, you know, let go of or or uh, you know be unbiased by. So we jump right into the meat of of the uh, of the work, but. Can you give us just a little, give us your history and... Okay, sure. Uh, so I went to school in, in Dallas, a uh, high school called Arts Magnet High School, and that was a fantastic uh, turning event in my life. Um, probably right after that, uh, I got really into painting, and I, and I went to a couple different schools. Uh, Chicago, uh, ended up graduating uh, with my BFA from uh, University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. Um, love of outdoors, um, but and I think that some of the, even though I'm using uh, hyper bright colors, I think some of the uh, Southwest has transcended into my work, and and that kind of ziggurat shape that I use a lot, oh, that, yeah. that yeah. can be yeah. architectural or it could be right. digital. Yeah, I think that is sort of a New Mexican. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it is exactly, but it's sort of, well, it's 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 an ancient symbol, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I love. Things that can connect through time, not only in the past but also protect, perhaps into the future. Uh, so I love the things that are uh, that, that are transcendent in those ways. Um, I, you know, I'm really interested in material. Uh, so I feel like, you know, if I can get if I can get you to uh, be drawn in and have a sort of uh, experience in front of a painting, I think I've done a pretty good job. Not trying to mimic a video game, but I'm trying to give you, the viewer, a, a pause to, um, you know, take a look around and, and sort of explore the moment that they're in, uh, in that kind of reference frame framework. Yeah. And I want to use contemporary language. I like to use the idea of the screen because that's, you know, we have landscape, we have, or we, I should say, we have window, we have landscape, and then we have screen now. So it's like another, yeah, kind of right. picture plane. Which is sort of more futuristic, I guess. So this is why we have these conversations <laughs> because seriously, you, I, I will, I will, this, I'm able to take much more to it now, viewing the work, especially I, you know, the symbols, mm-hmm. um, and then the language, across time. Mm-hmm. And now I've introduced some text into this newer work, and that's uh, it's a sort of another way to inter- interject the intellect. Um, and I like this idea that we can sort of uh, not be connected. So yeah. we're we're connected to the to the internet with our phones all the yeah. time. But when you go to a painting and it says, you know, hey, text me, or yeah. uh, touch here or something, I'm, uh-huh. I'm activating the. Yeah. But you can't really connect in the same right. way that you connect with a with a phone or a person. But it is a form of connection, and it is a it is an actual event that's happening. That's true. So I. I yeah, those little moments are mm-hmm. are interesting to me. You think people are going to touch your painting? I hope so. Seriously, you you're okay with that? Yeah. I mean, don't go around. But well, no, it it, it says touch here. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I'll know if people touch it because there'll be some patina on there, <laughs> and I think that gives it another layer. You know, I think about the patina that you would see on the. Yeah. Batman console. Right. Oh, wow. Galaga, you know. Yeah. That is true. If if a painting can actually get a person to do something, I think that's very successful. It's a form of action. It activated. Yeah. And then that symbol that I put in there, just a simple sort of diamond shape, is in the other work. So it's like if you touch that painting, you activate the other paintings, too. Now, that's not, that's a little more, 
harder to maybe make that connection, but it, if if you spend enough time and you're paying attention, I think you would notice it. So now you'll have to notice it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to notice it. That's uh, so you know the uh, speaking of patina. The other day I was in Target. Okay. And have you seen these Stranger Things action figures? No. no. Yeah. Okay. So it's cool, but they come in packaging. Okay. With the little, you know, the bubble, and then the figures in there, just like you used to pull the action figures off. It's the same deal, but they're actually the packaging is manufactured in such a way that the corners are warm and it's they're grimy looking. The actual packaging. Oh, so it's looking. distressed. They're stay yes, distressed was the word I was looking for. Rusticized. Rusticized. Um, distressed packaging. And and um, I mean, I wanted to buy them all and have them at the house. I don't know, you know, what I would do from there. But um, you know, that's that. I don't know. It's cool. It's an aesthetic, and that's fun. But again, going back to the nostalgia thing, how 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 longer right. could that? Well, and, and Stranger Things is pure nostalgia. Sure. For yeah. a new generation. It, 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 yeah. It's yeah. good. I like it. I mean, it's great. <laughs> and then there are so many other levels. I mean, you have all the references to cats and all that, yeah. but maybe that's just a smarter form of pure nostalgia. Well, I think, you know, things can be easily labeled. And, you know, I think through history, everything has been based on something, and, and you can't really get away from it. Uh, so maybe nostalgia is just like an ingrained thing that, you know, it's, it could be like a heartstring. It, it could be pulled, but it's always going to be there to some degree. Just based on memory and, and personal experience. Well, and not to get too deep into this, but but there is something also primitive about. I mean, there's the nostalgia, and then there's the memory, an mm -hmm. ancestral memory, and right. you can you know how far do you go with it? Mm -hmm. And then to and then the discussion that we're having about the symbols in your work. Mm -hmm. um, that's my favorite part of our discussion Good. so far. It really is. I hadn't thought about it. And then the influence of the Southwest and uh, Native American symbols. And yeah. Well, you know, as an artist, you know, living in a globalized yeah. world, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, obviously we're very American-centric, but there's a lot of things that are in our culture that can be broader than just American. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, and I'm not even necessarily thinking about that. As a as a form of, of making a reference to like rebel against or right. or uh, to to uh, promote, but I'm not necessarily thinking about what to privilege and what not to privilege in that respect. I guess I'm you know I'm just really interested in um, many layers of 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 uh, sort of uh, contradictions and harmonies and. Mm -hmm. You know, can I radically change one space to another and still have somebody want to look at this longer than five seconds? Yeah. Uh, which is a really hard thing to do. Right. Uh, you know, I get lost in little moments, but it's not, you know, and maybe you will too. So hopefully people can see more than just that initial very simplified shape that I put down because there is a lot more in there. Yeah, uh, as far as space and color, and but I think the minute you add layers or symbols, you know, much like people looking at clouds, you know, people usually want to figure out what the heck, especially with an abstract painting, like yeah. what's going on yeah. here, what is, right. what does this mean, or yeah. is it saying something? Is that, 
and that's nice, like you said, to create set up that experience mm -hmm. and just get out of the way. Yeah. And people will write whatever story they want on top of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you know to have a a conceptual hook or something gives somebody to a thing they can hang their hat on. But I don't want it to stop there. And I think my the initial reaction was, how, how do I not make these video game referenced paintings, but still continue to use some of that same language? Yeah. Um, and you know. You go back to like uh, Annie Albers or, or uh, you know the Bauhaus or, or uh, Mars and Hartley. They were using like these forms that were sort of um, I don't know if the universal is the right word, but they're sort of universal squares, mm -hmm. circles, shapes like that. So those transcend language and they mm -hmm. transcend time. Uh, but they also have you know depending on what time period you live in, have a specific. Uh, uh, connection to the time that they were produced. Well, and there was a little period there where, you know, we weren't as, we're very tied now to iconography and, yeah. and symbology now um, in a way that we weren't maybe for a few decades there, I guess. Um, it's, um, you know, and the weird thing is now it's, it's, it's morphed into this emoji and the reliance on the emoji mm -hmm. or the emoticon as a as a, a way of communicating, and I don't know if you've read some of the the uh, criticism about cultural criticism, I guess, about the use of those in linguistics and how it's how it's changing the way we can because we rely so much on texting yeah. now. Right. So we're almost in this new phase of, of we've got a whole new batch of symbols, but yeah. they're still based on very primitive yeah. I mean, face to shape. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Shapes of faces and piles of poop. Yeah. <laughs> but they, you know what they were saying that um, that it communicates something emotionally that that there's a nuance that you don't get with actual language. Actual language. Now, I don't know how mm. I feel about that, but yeah. But really smart people said it's true. No, I, I can see how language will change. LOL. Yeah. As as an example. But are you really laughing out loud when you like that? <laughs> or rolling on the floor? Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was a big proponent of LQTM, which was laugh quietly to myself, because I did that more than LOL. Right. You rarely. But it, I think it still goes back to the speed and how quickly can I digest this? Yeah. I don't want to miss anything. And that's why I still think when you go back to, you know, again, as an artist, your job is to get somebody to look. And how do you do that? And I think people still, they don't want to be, uh, they don't want to feel like they're being made fun of or they're the fool, like, what's going on here? Is this for real? Um, yeah, they don't want to be duped. But I think still people are in such a hurry to either get an Instagram of it and mm -hmm. capture that moment and then put it out there versus just, like you said, like sit and look at a painting yeah. or look at a sculpture or so look at a tree outside Like, but most of the time it's for an end so like oh I need to Instagram this or tweet about this or uh, or it didn't happen or something yeah, if it isn't it filmed is, it hasn't happened so it is kind of interesting well, in the younger generation you know they approach it very differently uh, they don't they never, I don't even think they played arcade games it's like now it's like a, that's a nostalgia like you go to Whole yeah. Foods or 365, and you can go upstairs and play pinball for free. You know, I didn't know this. It's yeah, it's pretty it. good actually. Is it 365? Yeah. 
they've only had one pinball game. But they have like two or three video games. And anyway, you can just or was it my parents' basement? Yeah. It's nothing and they're they're all these different pinball games, but they're exactly the same pinball game. Yeah. Just reconfigured into a different story. I don't even really play video games now. And it's heresy or whatever, but no, I no. A friend of mine was saying that he could. He doesn't have the time to invest. Right. And I hadn't thought about this, but games have become so narrative yeah. that it's you know used to you could sit down maybe Super Mario Brothers or whatever, knock out a couple before you head out the door. But uh, now, no, you, you're looking at an investment of at least twenty minutes to jump into the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's yeah three to six hours. It's is, a fully immersive. Is a short game. Yeah, game. yeah that's true. Uh, you know, after school, you'd go for thirty minutes. You'd play a couple yeah. video games, go home, or whatever. Um, yeah. The thinking is that, and we we hear this all the time, is that as as artists, um, you're competing with that. Yes. And I used to think that that you are competing when, when when you talk about winning eyeballs, that you're competing against that, but. I've started to wonder lately if, if there really is a competition there. If the experiencing of if, if experiencing art is actually separate, a different thing than entertainment. Well, I guess it and depends. I think it should be right. Yeah. No. Yeah, there is a thin line between certain art and certain entertainment. I mean, your work you've you've uh, you've created it in such a way that it's. Interactive. You want more interaction out of it. Uh, you want a, more than just someone to be entertained by it. Right. right. Yeah. Get yeah. something from it to think yeah. something. Hopefully. Yeah. Different. To have an experience that's different than it's more of an internal experience yeah. rather than a physical experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of ways to experience things. You yeah. Know, I think as a, any artist would tell you that we're trying to tap into those other places. Yeah. That's but what you know, we should do. Yeah. yeah, you know, and we are, we're all influenced by our our actual lives, so that's good fodder or subject matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, we're sitting here in Contemporary Art Center um, as an artist who's been showing for years. What are some of the? I don't want to say stranger, but I mean, obviously, this is a building that's going to be raised in a matter of months. Mm. Have I had any strange places I've exhibited? Besides, you know, galleries and museums? And well, surprisingly, not too many strange places. Uh, friends' apartments. Uh, actually, we had a show once in, um, let me see what it was called. It was called the Times Square Lobby Gallery. No, that's not right. I can't remember. It was, a Times Square, it was a space in Times Square. It used to be like this really, really famous uh, building. And uh, this was way back like in 1999 or 2000 sometime in New York. And it, it had a, a feel like this, but it was more like established underground feel. Okay. So it was almost like you walked into this graffiti building and it's at the basement of a bar. And like you put your work up and it smells really kind of dank and... <laughs> Was this legal or was this like a guerrilla action? It was. It was legal. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was legal. It wasn't wasn't illegal, <laughs> but I don't know. You know, I don't know what kind of. This is when things were a little more free flowing. Oh shall yeah. We say. Oh definitely. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, surprisingly, I haven't really shown in too many really strange places. Um. <laughs> hey, what do you think we got? All right, so let me tell you the story on this. Do you know the story? <laughs> that is a shaft okay. that goes upstairs. Oh, yeah. And upstairs, so what we're planning on doing is using it as a messaging center. Okay. And we may have received a message, I don't know, but we did receive so there, yeah, there are offices above us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a sign or something? Hello. All right. Do we have a message? <laughs> scared, scared him away. Drop a message. What? Give us a message. On paper. Is there or any pen. paper up there? Pen or pencil. Okay, give me a minute. Okay. Oh, that's great. It could be a question, it could be a statement, a fact. A question. A question would be fantastic. You may have to answer it. Okay. Let's do How my about that? I haven't even thought about that. So there was a like a clip on a piece of wire. Okay. We've been dying to figure out how we were going to activate this space. Yeah, this is a true shoot space. It is a true shoot space. Shaft space? Mm. At, I wouldn't use that. 429. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Nice. Oh, boy. Look at that. All right. And there it is on the clip. And. Wait, that's the old one, isn't it? It's the old one. Butts? Oh, wow. Ah, if you take it out, put it back. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Thank you. It's like a Fellini movie. That's just great. It's okay. So for the for the future, for the future uh, edit of this, I'm going to explain to our listeners what is happening. Uh, there is a shoot that stretches from the first floor where we are in our studio up to the second floor, and it was used for... How would you describe that? It's like a dumb, really this dumb, was a, dumb waiter. This was a poor pneumatic tube system. Yeah, you're right. That's it right. must have been so urgent that you couldn't go down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to is add this something some to you. This was as is. We walked in Did and found it this way. Them? Do you have a question? We need a question. Well, I'm going to send them a question. Okay. okay, good. What do you think? Favorite arcade game? Yeah, there you go. Favorite arcade game. Way to tie it in. Yes, that is good. One moment, please. So it's become a... Um, We're interactive now. Interactive. I, I hate... I don't like using... And I'm glad that you're here to, for me to say this. I don't like the, let, shall we say, flippant use of analog, the word analog, versus digital. Right. Analog is not just an opposite of digital or True. a... Or a an anti-digital. Anti-digital, which is the way it gets. Yeah. You know. Right. And uh, so anyway. Cliche. Yeah. I could. I couldn't help but. I'm glad I didn't use this that terminology. <laughs> <laughs> I. I couldn't help though, but describe this as an analog messaging center. The first time that we encountered it. We need to start writing some questions. It's not much separated from the old uh, tin can tied to the string. That's true. That's, that's that true. true. It was even suggested oh. that we could get conversations through there. 
Oh, I broke the seal there. That would definitely be painful. Yeah, it would. It's almost more like a like a, you're on a boat and you're giving you're doing uh-huh. messages. Yeah. To the captain. Right? Yeah. So I have an old desk that I inherited from a painting studio that's okay. become like the home desk, yeah. and like two of the drawers have like circa nineteen like fifty eight scotch tape with this same thing. Like, if you take something out of this drawer, put yeah, it back, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like, and then there's with like a million exclamation marks after yeah. it. I like that text. I wonder what yeah, the font that is. Look at that. That was done yeah. in Print Shop Pro, I think. <laughs> yeah, but it's I wonder what the... I wonder what the name of it would be. The name of that font is. Uh, I'm, always, I'm always looking out for some good fonts. Hey, who's, uh... Oh, is anybody right. doing anything with Print Shop Pro? I don't know. This looks like a prison shank, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the that's the weirdest thing. Wow. Right now, we're commenting on the sh- shoot space uh, pulley. What do you call that handle? handle? It rings the bell. What I also am curious about is the blue tape at the top. <laughs> what, yeah, I don't what know. purpose is that serving? It so it doesn't go in. A oh, stop yeah, to the hole. Yeah. I think that may have been when it was being painted. Oh, I love how it's worn though through the. Yeah. Way. What about Patina? <laughs> it's used. I think this might be done in oil paint or something. It's taking. So they said that they were sending an. Uh... You know, good oh, art. Oh, you can't, go. you can't go. rush good art, guys. Sweet. Thank you. Surveys. Oh, a nice, beautiful contour drawing. You drive, you drive around the world. It was in my uncle's bowling alley. What's that look like, Mark? Mm. Tell us about the oh. bowling alley. Is it Spy Hunter? No. Was it Spy Hunter? I like Spy okay. Hunter. I love Spy Hunter. That was a good one. That was a hell of a game. Tron was fun too because you Tron was raw stuff. Yeah, but I don't think, and I had this problem. I think a lot of people also probably had the problem was that you didn't really know what to do with it when you walked up to it. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you a good Purpose? bowler? Yeah. Uh, you have your own ball? No. Come on. That's step one. Bowling alley. Right. In, in southern Illinois, did you say? Maybe it was like a race car Did you game. say southern Illinois? Um, it's in west central. West central Illinois. Is that where, is that like, that's where like this a race game, car That's game? where that, was it a race car game? Yes. Yes. Pole position. Pole position? This is like a weird charades. It is. Which I've never been good at charades. It's a, it's a great drawing. Uh, our artist has another question for you. All right. Putting you on the spot. Me? Uh, I just didn't expect it to be activated by the other party. Let's see. Well, you thought you'd have to uh, we ring the bell. We thought we were going to have to. All right, it's coming. Does the machine always win? No, oh, they, want, they want to continue. Yeah. Tell them to drop down a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here we go. The uh, messages. Here it comes. Yep. Going right back up the chute here. Back up the chute. And there it goes. Would you look at that? It's like a carnival game. Ring the bell. No prizes. We get drawings. We we could be twice drawings. Actually, having to wait. The wait. The waiting is the best part. Plus, 
the best part, but often the hardest part. It'd be more funny if that was like a one-way mirror. Or a two-way oh, mirror. Right. Or no, one-way. Oh, wow. One-way or two-way? There'd be a lot of primping. They always call it a... Uh, one-way. Two-way. Two-way. Two-way mirror? No. Yeah. Two-way mirrors. Because you yeah. can see through the... Because otherwise the back is... No, it's a one-way mirror. No, normal mirrors are one-way. Okay. Two-way so is... two ways when I can see... When they can see through from the back, but you can't see yeah. them. Yeah. So that makes it a two-way. That would be funny if it was a two-way mirror. Best is that they think it's that, and then people are... Yeah. We need to send them to your paintings. Yeah. How many works do you have here? Uh, I've got four paintings. Okay. Uh, three large and one more medium small. Okay. Mm -hmm. Were they created for this space? Um, yes, they were. Nice. Yeah. So, most people have not seen them. When people do that, yeah. rather than just phone it in, right. look around the studio, see what you've got. Oh. Yeah. Here we go. I think it was called Cruising Something. No, I completed the whole world world trip. Oh, she thinks you're talking about this game. And I guess you can go around the world. Okay. All right, we're going to need... You know, I, I think uh, there's something I was just thinking about as we talk about you know, subject matter and, and paintings. And I, I really think subject matter is sort of overrated. And even though really? even though I'm saying that, <laughs> coming from a, a con, like a conceptual... Well, can't subject be process or surface? It or? can. It can. And I think, I think uh, an excuse to make a painting is as good of an excuse to have a subject matter as anything. So really, it's just sort of a, a way for someone to be drawn in and then be turned on to the to the paint, so to speak. You know, when you think when you listen to music, yeah, if it has a if it has a message or something, that's nice. But you're really ultimately, I think, moved by the sound, right? Yeah. So I think with artists, with painting, it's the same thing. It's what happens with that that moves you. Tell me something. Break down the difference between subject matter and content. Subject matter is usually the bigger connection, I guess, and then the content is all the little things that come to support that, perhaps. Okay. A lot of times they're overlapping. There isn't a, a huge distinction between the two, but sometimes there's, there is a little bit of a, of a difference with the content. Well, there's such a, such a focus now on content creation and content creators and how you have armies of content yeah. creators now. But what is it maybe that takes that content maybe to the next level besides just a pretty post on Instagram? Yeah, I think I think uh, you know if if you engaged another faculty perhaps. Yeah. The, the mind or the body or, yeah. or or something like that, optics and then something else maybe. Um, Do you think so much of content now is just optics? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I think we are, op you know, we're visually based yeah. creatures, so I think it'd be a f mistake not to pay attention Thank to you. the optics of things. Yeah, yeah, I think you could take things too far, but um, I don't know. It's a good question. Of course. Speaking of questions. Have you ever touched a painting? Of course, haven't you? <laughs> There's a painting here tonight that begs to be touched. 
<laughs> Hello. Did you get my? Oh message? wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, for our current listeners and future listeners, quite a bit of activity in the uh, analog messaging center. Are we just going to call it that? The I, bell ringer. I ring think it. it can be avoided. I think it's going to be called the analog messaging center. Gee. I wish we could send them to that painting. How could we do that? How can I provide a map? Yeah. Are they send them a map? There you go. You're on the first. Well, you're on the first floor. Uh, yeah. Just right around the corner. I don't have the map. On. They have a map. Yeah. A printed map. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need that, Joe. We don't have that. Can we get a laminated copy? Look, I don't even have a lanyard. With a, we have no lanyards. No lanyards. Laminated. There's a wristband maps. here. Is that for tonight? Yeah. How did we? Are you flying a bracelet? What? We're gonna get like stunned. Oh, guns. I'm supposed to have one of those. You gotta check in. He Not until be... all the paint in the world dries out is painting dead. That's such a positive outlook. But then, say, say, all right. For, for so one of the questions was, is painting dead? And it's. A very positive response here. Not until all the paint in the world dries out. Not bad. All right. That's pretty good. Mark Brother, thank you so much for stopping by. My pleasure. And I'm glad to just get new insights on your work. And if one would like to find out more about you, what can they do? Well, they can always come to the Temporary Arts Center and... Look at some new paintings. I also have a studio over there at the Atlanta Contemporary Art Center, and I have a website, markbrotherton.com. Markbrotherton.com, and that's Mark, Mark with, with a C, C and Brother T O N. Mark, thank thanks you, sir. so much. All right. Thanks a lot. You got it, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so, listeners, we're wrapping up with Mark, and then we're going to be back here very shortly. We're going to take a break. For various reasons, we're going to go off air, which means the red light goes off, and uh, we'll be back on air streaming very shortly. Let's get some vinyl going. You were just listening to a live stream recording of Brain Fuzz on site from the residency at the Temporary Arts Centre in Atlanta. Subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast platform, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify and Stitcher. Thanks for looking through the window.